What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you had a great weekend, and guess what? We're in the month of February. Good grief, the year is flying by. There's so much that's happening, and uh, I'm just glad that you're with us today. So certainly, uh, thank you for all who have joined us by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. Big shout out to everybody who is subscribed to our podcast. That's right, I'm talking about you, you who are listening to us right now. Thank you so much. Without you, none of this could really happen. So thank you for your continued support, as this year we are continuing to apply pressure and uh, give you more content, more opportunities to support all that we're doing. If you're not currently subscribed or if it's your first time joining us, welcome aboard. Click that subscribe button and when you do that, uh, it's a great way to stay connected to what we're doing. You'll be able to see content as it drops. You won't have to wait for a social media post or to hear from your friends, all right? Also, rate and leave a comment for this podcast on the platform that you are currently checking us out on. So, Lots of news to get to. We'll start chronologically from Friday, a look at SmackDown. Of course, it was the SmackDown leading to the Royal Rumble. Friday night show brought it an average of 2.228 million viewers, which is down about 60,000 viewers from last week, where SmackDown pulled in 2.282 million viewers. It was a pretty big show in terms of a go-home show. Perhaps one of the highlights would be Bianca Belair getting a big win over Bailey. Of course, we saw AJ Styles show up from Monday Night Raw. Uh, Sheamus showed up from Monday Night Raw, and what was supposed to be a one-on-one match between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan eventually turned to a six-man tag which turned to a 10-man tag yes the spirit of longtime GM Teddy Long was clearly present at Smackdown this week we also got a one-on-one conversation with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns leading into their big Royal Rumble match so to be honest I know you're not really here to talk about Smackdown you're here to talk about the Royal Rumble. WWE's first pay-per-view of 2021. Now, be thou warned, there are spoilers coming. So, if you have not watched the Rumble and you don't want to get results, A, don't go on social media, and B, press pause and come back after you've watched. If you've already watched or you're not concerned about uh, these spoilers, then carry on. Let's go. All right, so here are your results from the Royal Rumble. The kickoff show saw Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeat Charlotte Flair and Asuka to become the two-time WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. The pay-per-view kicked off with Drew McIntyre beating Goldberg's streak and defeating Goldberg to retain the WWE Championship. Sasha Banks retained the SmackDown Women's Championship against Carmella. Bianca Belair won the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble match. The Universal Champion Roman Reigns defeated Kevin Owens. And Edge won the Men's 2021 Rumble match. All right, let's talk takeaways. First up, I am somewhat surprised that the 
women's tag team title match, which featured four major superstars, was on the pre-show. Now, in fairness to the rest of this card, I'm not sure what other match would have ended up on the pre-show, quite honestly, so I guess it would have been the only one. You can't put the Universal title or the WWE title match on there, nor should you put the SmackDown women's title match. So I guess it just kind of happened that way. Uh, but a big win for Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler as they become the second two-time women's tag team champions. The first, of course, being Bailey and Sasha. Now, what does this mean for the women's tag team division? Let me start by saying this. I've always felt like Charlotte and Asuka were among those super tag teams, right? Like the Mega Powers or Shawn Michaels and John Cena or Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels. Those teams with two mega superstars who team up, even the two-man power trip of Triple H and Steve Austin, right? Like you would see these teams become champions, but you didn't see the tag team continuity that would say that they would remain tag team champions. So I certainly didn't see Charlotte and Asuka as this, you know, groundbreaking tag team that was going to revolutionize the women's tag team division. And that proved to be the case. Strangely enough, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, who are both two significant superstars, seem to have this unique tag team chemistry that makes sense for them to be tag team champions. Charlotte and Asuka, of course, Asuka being Asuka two belts for a minute. Charlotte has eyes, of course, on the women's championship. So it just kind of made sense. I'm sorry that the tag title reign was so short, but it is what it is, right? All right, so let me say this. Goldberg losing to Drew McIntyre made me happy. Very, very happy. Historically, we have seen so many champions served up to Goldberg, whether it was Kevin Owens or The Fiend, you know, so many things just literally handed to Goldberg. Goldberg did not deserve to be the WWE champion, and I'm really glad that he was not. Uh, Drew McIntyre with an impressive win, and there are very few people in the history of pro wrestling that can say that they've defeated both Goldberg and and Brock Lesnar, let alone in championship matches. So shout out to Drew McIntyre. It certainly looks like his path to WrestleMania should be very interesting. Sasha Banks retains the women's title for SmackDown, setting up what I think is going to be a very special match at WrestleMania. Let's talk a bit about Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Uh, I have stated before that I really wasn't interested in seeing this match. After all, you had already had a Hell in a Cell match. You already had a cage match. Um, there's just like how much more can you do with this story and leading into WrestleMania there's no way that the hottest guy in the company is going to lose the championship to Kevin Owens now if this were Kevin Owens maybe two three years ago possibly but I think all of us see Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania against two we'll talk about that a little later but certainly we didn't see Kevin Owens stopping this incredible run now, with that said, for whatever reason, they got me emotionally invested in this match. They managed to take something that was old and make it new again. You know, the stuff that they did backstage, the forklift, the handcuffs, all of those things worked. But speaking of those handcuffs, 
can we talk about the fact that technically Kevin Owens should be the universal champion right now? Because the referee literally stopped the count when uh, Paul Heyman could not get the handcuffs free. So somebody's got to have that conversation because all things being equal, Roman Reigns was counted out for a 10 count. The referee stopped counting. That can't be a good look. And again, you know, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but a continuity issue is something we have to talk about here. Let's just consider how last week on Raw in a six woman tag match, Nia Jax was counted out of the match and that wasn't supposed to happen. They counted her out, then they restarted the match. We saw that before in a battle between the Hurt Business and the New Day where somebody got counted out because they were legit outside at the count of 10. Now, does it really screw things up if there's a universal championship in play? Perhaps, but boy, what a story it would have been to have had Kevin Owens win the universal championship because of this 10 count situation. They pulled their strings much like Triple H did with Chris Jericho back in 2000. And all of a sudden now we've got ourselves a rematch or some sort of something and Roman gets the title back. But they didn't do it. Instead, they took us to replays. They panned away from, you know, the them trying to get both <laughs> the handcuffs off and the referee counting. Like, it was just kind of a weird situation there for that match. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. You know, again, Roman couldn't lose the match, but he should have, considering he was down for more than a 10 count. So there's that. Um, let's get to these Royal Rumble matches. First, let's talk about the last match, Edge winning the Royal Rumble. So there's a lot of significance to this. Let's first start by saying, I don't think any of us who were talking about the men's Royal Rumble had penciled in Edge as a winner. Most of us were hanging with Daniel Bryan. Uh, certainly, I've talked about a case being made for Cesaro or Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Bobby Lashley was a favorite for some, as was Big E. You know, so Edge winning the Royal Rumble was a surprise. Edge becoming only the third WWE superstar to go coast to coast from the number one spot. The other two, for those who are paying attention, is Shawn Michaels in 1995 and a name they'll never mention in WWE, Chris Benoit, and that was circa 2004. So a very special place for Edge in terms of history. I believe, and I want to just double check this, I believe that Edge is the oldest WWE superstar to win a Royal Rumble match as well. Now, well, no, that's wrong because Vince McMahon won the Royal Rumble and McMahon at that time was definitely in his 50s. So, yeah. Oh, wow. OK, so it makes him the second oldest to win the Royal Rumble. So there's that. So in my mind, there's an obvious setup that's happening here, and I'm very nervous about this setup. Edge winning the Royal Rumble means that he's going to WrestleMania to fight for a championship. Does he fight for the Universal title against Roman Reigns? Does he fight for the WWE title against Drew McIntyre? Here's my prediction, and this is what makes me nervous. Somewhere between now and then, Randy Orton will find his way back into the WWE title picture. Somehow between now and then, Randy Orton will win the WWE title, 
which will now make WrestleMania's WWE title match, Edge versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship, as a rematch of both last year's WrestleMania and the quote-unquote alleged greatest match ever. Do I like it? No. And it's probably because I'm over Orton. I'd like to see Edge do some other things. But there are some unique possibilities out there. You know, I'd love to see Edge versus Drew McIntyre. And personally, after the year that Drew McIntyre has had, Drew McIntyre deserves to walk into WrestleMania as the WWE champion. Think about this. He has been the flagship for the Raw brand and for the WWE title during this pandemic he won the title at wrestlemania with no fans he's defended the title with no fans he lost the belt and won the belt back with no fans he deserves to be in front of a live audience as the wwe champion so wwe please don't get this wrong we don't need edge and orton at mania give mcintyre the opportunity to walk into mania as the wwe champion i think he absolutely deserves that in terms of surprises in the royal rumble and snubs in the royal rumble the surprise of seeing the return of carlito who may have been the biggest surprise between both the men and women's royal rumble carlito looks amazing has he been living uh in in one of these freezers or something and just been thought out he looks better now than he did when he was in active competition in wwe it's crazy to see how good he looks how agile and mobile he is in the ring rumor has it that he will be around raw tonight and may even be getting a tryout as a producer so this is kind of cool to see uh that going on a lot of people had a lot of questions about a glaring omission from the Royal Rumble, and that would be Keith Lee. Where the heck was Keith Lee? Why was Keith Lee out? I know a lot of people will ask all sorts of questions and it will feed into the narrative that many have that WWE is not high on Keith Lee, that Vince doesn't like him. Well, here's what happened. Keith Lee was not in the Royal Rumble because his girlfriend, Mia Yim, has tested positive for COVID-19. So I think the thing we keep forgetting here is that we are still in the midst of a global pandemic and the global pandemic will change plans. Let's remember that the WWE champion was nearly pulled out of Royal Rumble because he contracted COVID-19 three weeks before the Rumble. So in an effort to keep people safe, Keith Lee not in the Royal Rumble. So does that mean he would have won the Rumble? Perhaps. Does that mean that he does not have a path to WrestleMania? No, he's going to obviously quarantine to stay safe and uh, be able to come back and come back with a vengeance. I think this is going to be a great WrestleMania for Keith Lee. I don't know if he'll end up in the title match, but I would certainly love to see Keith Lee, Drew McIntyre too for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. I think that'll be nuts nuts so as you can see wrestlemania has a lot of possibilities coming out of the royal rumble 
I've saved the women's Royal Rumble for last, hopefully for obvious reasons, but let's talk about a few things. First up, there were some surprises in the women's Royal Rumble. The return of Victoria, which was pretty awesome. Uh, we haven't seen Victoria in a WWE ring in a very long time, and she's been wanting to come back, so this was fun to see. Mickey James makes her return in the Royal Rumble, and we also saw a face we haven't seen during Legends Night, Raw 25, or anything else, Jillian Hall. Holy cow. Now, my holy cow was we haven't seen her in a while. Nobody thought Jillian Hall would win the Royal Rumble. Nobody thought Jillian Hall would even be in the Rumble. So it was kind of cool to see. Tori Wilson was there as well. Uh, obviously, some competitors from NXT, and the NXT brand was well represented in the men's Royal Rumble as well. So shout out to them. I'm going to get into the NXT piece in a second, but one name that you saw missing, which I just explained likely why they weren't there but we have to talk about it in this context Mia Yim who is part of Retribution would have likely been in the Royal Rumble but clearly was not because of her coronavirus diagnosis so that just is kind of one of those things that will happen now I just thought about something too on the men's side we didn't see the street profits at all during uh, the Royal Rumble now let me say this. It's probably one of those things where it's not necessarily good for a tag team wrestler these days to be in a Royal Rumble situation. Um, it just doesn't make as much sense. And we know their focus is on the tag titles. Plus, we do know that Montez Ford is still out nursing an injury as well. So there's a thought there. But uh, I'll get to that in a second, too. So back to the Women's Royal Rumble, one of the things that I think was a theme for both Royal Rumble matches was this, longevity and endurance. In both cases, we saw early entrants win the Royal Rumble, and I don't think that's ever happened before as well. As the number one entry in the Men's Royal Rumble and the number three entry in the Women's Royal Rumble end up walking away as the winners. Now, number three entrants that have won before include the Nature Boy Ric Flair in 1992 when he won the Royal Rumble and consequently the WWE Championship, and then Rey Mysterio in 2006 when he won the Royal Rumble and would go on to WrestleMania to win the World Heavyweight Championship. So congratulations, of course, to... Bianca Belair and I gotta say there were some amazing stories told in the Rumble Belair and Bailey Bailey coming in hot at number one Bianca ultimately eliminating Bailey so cool such a great moment the return of Naomi at number two and Naomi stuck in there for quite some time in upwards of over 45 minutes for her time in the Royal Rumble which was a great return for her I think she looked good I think she was fluid really really cool to see going on with Naomi I loved the presence of NXT in there I mean you had of course uh, Dakota Kai Rhea Ripley NXT well represented and quite frankly we've always said that the NXT women's division is the strongest women's division in all of pro wrestling and we can't say enough about Bianca Belair winning and let me just also say how cool it was for it to come down to Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley two of the real rising stars in all of WWE I definitely feel like Ripley's NXT time is done 
I wouldn't be surprised to see her on Raw or SmackDown this week. Uh, Ripley is amazing. Ripley will definitely have her time in the sun. And who knows? We could, holy cow, the thought of this just excites me, see Rhea Ripley versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Or will we see Charlotte versus Asuka in a rematch from WrestleMania 34 uh, where they battled for the Women's Championship? I don't know. I think there are some great possibilities there, but we can't say enough about Bianca Belair winning the Women's Royal Rumble. She was the odds-on favorite. She was the sentimental favorite. It was special. I have to say this, you know, for those of us who saw the the run of Kofi Kingston to becoming WWE champion, we didn't get to celebrate a Royal Rumble win for him. Instead, we got to celebrate, you know, that amazing gauntlet match, then the Elimination Chamber match and the road to WrestleMania, which created a, an amazing moment. For Bianca Belair, this was just so special, and it was special not just for her, but for all of us to see an African-American woman win the Royal Rumble, the first time this has ever happened, only the second time that an African-American has won the Royal Rumble, and some may say, well, why are you talking about that? You're being divisive. No, I'm not being divisive, and you should know better than that. Here's what you've got to understand. For folks like Kofi Kingston and Bianca Belair to reach into the upper echelon of WWE, you can make that argument about Keith Lee as well, you have to be able to do more than just appeal to one demographic. And what they have managed to do is be authentically themselves, and that translates to all demographics. So the support for Bianca Belair has been amazing. She's an incredible athlete. She has great charisma. She gets this business and the authenticity of who she is. The tears. Oh my Lord. The video, if you haven't seen it, we have it in uh, our Instagram stories of her and her husband uh, in embracing after the rumble match uh the posts that have come out from so many wrestlers uh who love bianca belair she is undoubtedly a favorite and that is special and her potentially versus sasha banks sign me up take my money it would fill all sorts of arenas and stadiums at a wrestlemania and maybe this is a special moment well, there's no maybe to it. It is a special moment because it'll be the first time. And again, I am extrapolating. Um, but Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's title at WrestleMania will mark the first time that two African-American women have battled for a singles championship at WrestleMania. That's major, guys. That's huge. You talk about the women's movement and all the man, that's amazing. That's amazing. All right. Well, I've said a lot. Uh, we'll go ahead and do some more analysis about the Rumble throughout the week. What a great Royal Rumble. And I think that's the bottom line for all of the challenges that WWE has had. They gave us a memorable Royal Rumble pay-per-view from start to finish. It was absolutely fantastic. Shout out to the WWE. What a great way to start the year. And it's got me excited for the road to WrestleMania. I want to get your thoughts on this year's Royal Rumble event. Let us know on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We've got more great content coming for you this week, so keep it locked. Stay connected to us here at The Faction. It's going to be an amazing ride. Until next time, 
It's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the Fourth Horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. <laughs>